never delay gratification. I hate the concept of delayed gratification because if you get into this mindset of, oh, my life is going to suck now so that it can be better later, well, later is just going to be disappointing. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey friends, let's talk about travel and seeing the world. Authentic travel within a budget, which is not the same as budget travel. One of the top reasons people want to have financial resources is to travel. And that is something a young Paula Pant, the force behind the Afford Anything website and podcast, wanted to do. But rather than do it through her school, she decided to explore the world on her own terms and her own budget. Her plan, make it a game. Here is Paula Pant. Paula Pant, you are a financial grown-up. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I am excited to be here. And I don't think I've ever been called a grown-up before. You are very much a grown-up. You have, oh my gosh, you have a website and a podcast called Afford Anything, which is sort of everyone's financial fantasy because we all wish we could afford anything. But as you say, not necessarily all at the same time, right? Exactly. You can afford anything, but not everything. It's the best tagline. I love it. All right. So you brought with you a story that has to do with your love of travel, which makes total sense to me because I love following your Instagram and all of your fantastic photos of you on all of your various adventures, but you didn't always have the money to fund those adventures. That is totally true. So travel has always been a a passion of mine. And when I was in college, I really wanted to study abroad, but those programs were prohibitively expensive, like 15 to 20 grand for a single semester. So I thought about it and I realized I don't really want to study. I just want to go abroad. I realized that if I graduated, I worked, I saved up some money, and then I just went off on my own. If I DIY'd it, so to speak, I could do it for like a much cheaper price tag. Without the university as a middleman, basically. Exactly. So that's exactly what I did. I graduated. I started working. Like you, I was a journalist. Um, I became an entry-level newspaper reporter at a very small paper. Where? In Boulder, Colorado. The paper was called the Colorado Daily. It was owned by E.W. Scripps. So it was a part of the Scripps family. But it was the smallest paper, I think, in the Scripps family. And we had a circulation of 40000 And my salary, my starting salary, was $21,000. And this was in 2005. Ouch. So adjusted for inflation, that's like still pretty close to $21,000. I think I did the inflation adjustment, and that's $26,000 per year in today's dollars. We actually have not had that much inflation is the truth of it. Yeah, exactly. The last few years, we really didn't. Thank you, Fed. (laughs) That's changing, but... Anyway, so yeah, so I made a starting salary of twenty one thousand in two thousand five, and then in two thousand and eight, which was when I quit that job, I was earning thirty one thousand at the time. So that was the highest amount that I made during that three year period. And yet, during those three years, I, because I was so interested in traveling, I was saving money as as much as I could. And in order to do that, 
I did a couple of things. Number one was I had a side hustle and I saved all of the money that came in from that side hustle. What was the side hustle? Uh, freelance writing. So I freelance wrote for both websites and magazines. And they allowed you to do that. That's nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was no restriction. Um, nice. My paper had no restriction against me taking on any outside work. I think they probably knew that we all had to. Yeah, I guess they got away with paying you so little because they knew that. Yeah. So anyway, so okay, so you saved a lot from the side hustle, but still, what else did you do? Because so much of finance is behavioral, so much of it is psychological. I would find ways to spend just a little bit less than I otherwise would. So for example, I would go to the grocery store, right? And I'd I'd walk around the store and I'd fill the cart with whatever was on my list. And then at that last moment before going to the checkout aisle, I would take a look at my cart and I would find two or three things to put back. Orange juice, for example, you know, because you don't need, quote unquote, need orange juice. Like you can have water and fresh fruit or like uh, potato chips or Oreo cookies or whatever. You know, I would I'd pick a couple of things. I'd put them back and then I would figure out how much money I had shaved off my grocery bill by virtue of doing so. And I would literally pull that money out of my wallet and stick it into an envelope that I kept in the glove compartment of my car. Brilliant. I love it. So just little things like that forced me to save money. And it kind of turned it into a game a little bit. Like, you know, if you think about a big goal like saving $25,000, like that can seem daunting. But if you think about like, all right, I'm at the grocery store. How can I shave 10 bucks off of this trip? You know, and and you do that consistently over time. A, it's fun because it's a little bit of a game. It's a bit of like a almost a detective, not a detective sleuth thing. That's not exactly the right analogy, but you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, a, just a, yeah. yeah it's so kind where of a did, how much did you save in those years? If you have kind of an estimate of how much you saved doing those kinds of things and give us some travel highlights where you went. In total, during those three years, I saved $25,000. On a salary of 31000 at most. Exactly. And again, I'll emphasize that I was freelancing during the evenings and weekends. And everything that I made from freelancing after taxes went into my travel savings. So that was where the bulk of those savings came from. And where did you travel? So I flew at first to Egypt um, and I spent six weeks in Egypt from there to Israel. And then from there, I went to Southeast Asia where the dollar exchange rate really worked in my favor. So, you know, hanging out in places like Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam, places that just have a much lower cost of living and where the U.S. dollar goes a lot further. That was a big part of how I was able to travel. So during that time, I lived on a budget of $1,000 a month. Which, again, if you're traveling slowly, like if you're not moving around very often, so you're you're saving money on transit costs and you're eating local food, you're not going to restaurants, like you're eating street cart food or things like that, and you're not drinking much alcohol, if any, that's how you can really make your money stretch quite a ways. So what is the lesson for our listeners? I mean, obviously, we want to be traveling kind of like locals, I guess, is live like locals. Don't just stick to the resorts and the resort food and the hotels and all that stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Like have a more authentic experience. If you're going to go to all of the trouble of going all the way out to Myanmar, then why would you stay at a four-star hotel if instead you could have a very authentic conversation with somebody there who has just a a roadside, like street side little 
I can't even call it a cafe. That's, you know, too fancy of a word. Just a little <laughs> tin, you know, a couple of pieces of corrugated tin under which they have a little stove through which they can cook you some food. It's a much more real experience. Yes. It's much more authentic. And the fact that it saves money is, I think, also a bonus. But don't do everything for the sake of saving money. Do it because it gives you a, an authentic experience. Give us a money tip, something that people can put to work right away. Maybe let's stick to the gamification theme because that's fun. I like playing money games because you don't even feel bad when you're saving money. You, it actually makes you feel good, like you're winning. Exactly. A big part of my philosophy is never delay gratification. I hate the concept of delayed gratification because if you get into this mindset of, oh, my life is going to suck now so that it can be better later, well, later is just going to be disappointing. So I'm a big fan of when you're saving money, gamify it, have fun with it. You know, when I tell the story of like going to a grocery store and then right before checkout, putting the orange juice back, that was not an act of deprivation. That was a a fun challenge. Like it was a game that allowed me to save. And it, you could think of it as like scoring points on the leaderboard. I continue to do the same thing today. Like I want to put as much money into investments today as I possibly can. So my core investing strategy is, of course, max out every retirement account that I'm eligible to contribute to. You know, those, those are like my core strategies, right? And through those, I put money in an index funds. But on top of that, I have this app, it's called Robinhood, that allows you to buy individual stocks fee-free. I will, through Robinhood, I will put extra money into individual stock picking. Now, this is not my core investment strategy whatsoever. This is just extra money. It's money I otherwise would have spent on beer and shoes that instead I'm like kind of think of it as making an in-app purchase in a game, right? Like I'm playing this game and if my budget to play this game is $100 a month, you know, that's the cost of like maybe a fun night out, you know? And so for me, instead of having that quote unquote fun night out on the town, I put that money into a game that I'm playing on my phone and I'm buying like some individual stocks that I think are kind of fun. Well, that's a way to put more money into investments than I otherwise would. So that's my money tip is gamify it. And what other money, are there other apps that you like to incorporate that are also kind of on the game theme? Sure. Yeah, there's an app called Digit and that, that's more of an automated system. So you link it up to your bank account and it'll divert really small sums of money like three bucks here, four bucks there into a separate account that then accumulates into a pretty substantial amount of savings over time. So that's kind of a fun little like automated gamey sort of way to, to save more, to like hide some savings from yourself. There's another one called Acorns that rounds up every purchase that you make. So if you buy something for $7.36, it'll round that up to eight bucks and put the change into a separate account. So it's like another way to sort of gamify it a little bit. So any way that you can take care of the margins in a way that's fun, it's a way to make compounding work in your favor. All great. Paula Pant, you are so much fun. Where can people find out more about you and follow you? And of course, hear more about your podcast, Afford Anything. Sure. Well, as you mentioned, the podcast is called Afford Anything. And you can find it wherever finer podcasts are sold. So, uh, 
So yeah, just head to your favorite podcast player, whether it's Apple or Overcast or Stitcher, and just search for the Afford Anything podcast. And then you can also find me on the web at affordanything.com. And your social media handles? Oh, on Twitter, I am at Afford Anything. On Facebook, I am Afford Anything. And on Instagram, I've broken the pattern. Instagram, I'm at Paula Pant. So that's P-A-U-L-A-P-A-N-T. Putting yourself out there, Paula Pant. Thank you so much. You're so wonderful. And thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. So what would you take out of your grocery cart to save a little money? I know I have a bad habit of throwing extra things into the cart that I was not originally planning on buying, except unlike Paula, I usually don't take them out. All right, let's do financial grown-up tip number one. Listen to Paula. Gamification of good money habits works. Money is psychological and little wins can inspire us to keep going when we get that positive reinforcement. You can go totally retro and just put your spare change in a jar and watch it add up. Or you can use apps like Paula mentioned, including Acorns, Digit, and Robinhood. Other names to help you save and feel like you're playing a game and reward good money habits include Capital, that's with a Q, Capital. You get rewarded for things like working out. Smarty Pig, which helps you set up little piggy banks for different things. And by the way, just so you guys know, I have no financial affiliation at this time with any of those names, and I will always let you know if I do. Financial grown-up tip number two, be strategic with your travel and do what's right for you. I am not a big fan of street food the way that Paula is, and I don't want everyone to feel like they have to travel quite that lean. But if you do want to go the higher-end route, put the time into looking into what the right resources are before you put your money in. I love the Point Sky blog, for example. There are great travel deals and ideas and even things at the higher end to help you save money. Another website for deals is Scott's Cheap Flights. And if you are willing to wait until close to your trip, or in some cases, and I've done this when you're already on your trip, I've had some great experiences with the app Hotel Tonight. I also think there is great value in literally asking friends and neighbors and even virtual friends in Facebook groups that have something in common with you for their recommendations. Happy travels. Thank you for listening to this episode of Financial Grown-Up. I truly appreciate everyone who has subscribed, rated, reviewed the podcast and all that good stuff. And thank you in advance to any of you who will now take the time to review it on iTunes or Apple Podcasts as it is now known. I want to hear from you guys. Follow me on social media at Bobby Rebel on Twitter, Bobby Rebel one on Instagram. Leave me comments as well. Go to my website, sign up for my newsletter so I can keep you posted on everything going on with the show. Paula's story has inspired me to start traveling more. So maybe send me some suggestions. Where should I go? Not just for business. If she's inspired you, let me know that as well. Where are you guys traveling? I hope you got some great takeaways from Paula. I certainly did, as you heard. And that we all got one step closer to being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.